Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong, powerful Unicia Perret. Unicia, are you ready to do this? George, I totally am. Let's do it. Let's let's go. Unicia is a wealth strategist and financial expert. She's helping business owners and executives grow, protect, and keep more of their wealth. Unicia, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. A little bit about my personal life. I am a uh a uh, recovering corporate executive uh, trying to figure out what life looks like on the other side. Um, and that's not a joke, but on a real note, I've uh, been uh, a business owner for several years now. And in my prior life, from a uh, corporate perspective, uh, I've always been focused on finances. I've always been dealing with CFOs, CEOs. Uh, my area focused primarily uh, being uh, the office of the CFO and the finance organization. But as you can imagine, with that also come the finances, finances as in terms of what happens, actually happens with the money. Um, I did that for many, many years on the corporate side, working with Fortune 500 companies, helping some of the biggest, most renowned uh, brand names in the world. And the last several years I've been working on uh, taking all of that knowledge and really putting it to use in helping individuals and small businesses truly make a difference to their personal um, and their small businesses bottom line. Do you like it better? I love it. I love having the control, but most importantly, what I love is um, just seeing the joy in my client's eyes because in my prior world, uh, certainly they were paying a lot of money for myself and my teams to be boots on the ground as you, as you will. Uh, but in my, in my current environment, those individuals are, are all in it on their own. And oftentimes they don't have anywhere to turn um, or if they turn to somewhere, they don't get all the answers that they want and or they need and they're frustrated. And so seeing that joy, the joy that our conversations brings to their face just lights me up. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. What a fascinating experience it must have been to be working with some of the largest consulting firms in, in the world and then working with Fortune 500 companies. Super interesting, super rewarding. Um, and then to be able to take the knowledge and skill set and processes and to be able to deliver that to people that would never have access to that kind of, they wouldn't be able to, to work with those firms you used to work with. Absolutely. And, and it, honestly, George, looking back in my, in my career, when I made that shift, um, I personally thought that a lot of that strategy consulting um, kind of mindset that in some way I was leaving it behind and What's happened over the last several several years? I, I couldn't help but ask questions because that's what any good strategy consultant does. They ask a lot of questions, and generally they're they're not meant to poke and pry, but rather to try to define the root cause of the problem so that you can then design the solution and ultimately implement that solution so that we fix the problem. And when we're looking at personal finances. Um, the world of financial advisory is is fairly cut and dry for the most part. But when I came in, uh, looking at our personal situation, I started just poking around and asking more and more questions. And 
what I found was that there are these, these black boxes, these black holes that individuals just don't know about, these blind spots, if you will. And because of those blind spots, there's only so much um, headway that anybody can make because they don't know that what they don't know. And so it very quickly reverted back to uh, me using a lot of that expertise that I had honed in for so many years, um, helping a lot of those companies. And so oftentimes individuals will ask me, well, do you regret? And I'll tell them the only thing that I maybe regret is perhaps not evaluating my choices sooner. Uh, but at the same time, every single minute, every single second that I spent in that environment was a blessing because it helped me uh, be the person that I am and have the strength to plow through for my clients on this other side. Is there value in regret anyway? No. Well, it's all a matter of perspective, right? A lot of individuals, uh, we have a choice in life. We have a choice of looking at at things that happen um, to us as happening to us or happening for us. And what I found is that the more we look at and perceive things as happening for us and some way, somehow for our benefit, uh, the better off we are in the long run, because otherwise we end up stewing in, in a bunch of, um, you know, sadness and what if, and what if this could have happened and that could have happened and that doesn't help us move forward for sure. Not super productive. No, not at all. So I, I really resonate with, with everything you were describing, talking about how we all have blind spots and certainly within personal finance. And it's so enormous. It's investing in taxes and estate planning and all this. And so there's these black boxes and I don't know what I don't know. So sometimes, sometimes I do know as, 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 as a user of money that I'm supposed to be doing things, but I don't. So I consciously do that, but sometimes I just don't know. So we talk about asking questions to, to, to get to the bottom of problems or to uncover problems. Let's talk a little bit about that because we don't want to offend people. We don't want to be too aggressive. No, absolutely. And, and here's what I'll tell you. I'll take it from two different angles. When I first started working with individuals, a good friend of mine said, well, you know, don't, finances are so personal. Um, what if people don't want to share information with you? What then? And so I was able to use my personal example because I had gone through that. I had worked with so many different financial advisors in all of all shapes and sizes and forms and uh, different philosophies and different approaches that it, it's always one. It was always one of those things where I gave them just as much as I thought that they needed. And it wasn't until uh, many, many years ago when we sat down with one of our mentors at that time um, on the financial side and he just asked questions on a personal note. And it was really all focused around our goals, around what we were trying to achieve. Why, you know, if one of the questions that sticks with me was what kind of interest rate of return are you looking for? And I, you know, I came up with this one particular number or, or percentage and he said, why? Tell me a little bit more about that. And so what, what I will tell you is that in working with individuals, it's all a matter of how you ask the questions because all too often, um, many folks do not want to talk to a financial person for that reason. They feel poked, they feel pride, and they feel like the person sitting on the other side of the table is oh so modality. And so the approach that I've always taken with my clients is just really having a dialogue, having a conversation. And I don't even have to tell them at the beginning, hey, it's not going to feel weird. It's not going to feel because it doesn't. And so what I found over the years for, for um, a long time 
is that people just open up. They open up not because, again, they feel poked and pride at, but because on the contrary, they feel like somebody for the first time understand them, understands them. But more importantly, somebody really cares. And so that's on the client side. That's, that's the interaction between us and our clients. But I will, what I will tell you for our listeners is it's okay to ask questions. As a matter of fact, I encourage my clients to always ask questions. And oftentimes people will say, but I want to ask a stupid question. There is no such a thing as a stupid question unless you truly make it stupid or you don't ask it. Because chances are, if it's in your mind, it's in other people's minds as, as well. And chances are, if somebody else has asked it, there is an answer for it. And if there is no answer for it and it has to be found, that's an amazing question because now you just uncover something big. So always ask questions because you asking questions will absolutely lead to you identifying new opportunities, identifying new ways to save money, minimize on taxes. I know we tell you mentioned taxes, right? Minimize on taxes and different things, but it all starts with that desire. You have to have the desire to want to know more, to want to discover more. I like it. And what 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 great thoughts that if something pops into your head, that's just a sure sign that you need to ask the question. It's your body saying, hey, this has been, been rattling and round up here for so long. Please let it out of your mouth. Ask Unicia. She'll, you know, if she doesn't know the answer, which she probably does, she'll certainly be able to find it and you'll be able to work together to get to the solution. Absolutely. 100%. You know, it's a, and, and, and to your point, it's never as bad as, as we sort of build it up to be. It's like we're nervous to go to the doctor because we don't know what we're going to find. We're nervous to go to the dentist, whatever. We're nervous to talk to our financial person. But it's, it's, it, it's, it's never that bad. It's just a conversation. It is just a conversation. And, and similarly to, I love the analogy. I, I do a lot of doctor analogies. Similar to the doctor analogy, when you're going to the doctor, if you withhold information, who knows, maybe you get on the wrong medication. Maybe you don't get on the right treatment. Maybe you don't get a treatment at all. Maybe you get, who knows what ends up happening. And so similarly to that, right, it's not, it may not be uncomfortable, but, you know, think of the doctor, think of, of the financial expert as someone that cares. But, but the caveat here is, of course, make sure that you do work with somebody, somebody that cares. Um, because just like with any industry, when you pick your doctor, you're very choosy as to who you're going to see, right? You want to make sure that you get the best of the best. It's the same thing on the financial side. Uh, make sure that you're also surrounding yourself with the individuals that um, not just care, but that have the right teams in place, whether they're in-house or they're an extension of them to help you um, excel forward. That's, that's a huge, huge thing because again, going back to the doctor analogy, if you've got a heart problem, you probably don't want to go to the podiatrist or vice versa, right? There's, there's, those are very, very different areas of specialty. And so um, hopefully your primary care physician is the kind of person that wants to get involved with all of your specialists so that together they come up to the, um, to what the best solution, what the best uh, course of treatment is for you. Similarly, with your finances, it's not just a one-person show. It's not just your CPA or your tax person or your bookkeeper or your financial person or your attorney or whomever it is. They 
And you're not going to get there without the questions and without the desire to say, hey, I know that I'm, I'm leaving something on the table. What is it? And where is it at? Let's find it. I like it. How do I know if, if the professionals I'm working with actually do care? Well, for, um, we have to follow our gut, our gut instinct. And if, if there's any sort of a lingering thought in, in your if there's any sort of a but in there my guidance is make sure that you get a second opinion um, have a conversation with someone um, ask some of the other people on your financial team right hopefully have one and kind of get their thoughts and if you see that there are either incongruences or things are not adding up or there's, again, your gut just telling you there's something missing here. Chances are there's something missing. It's time to um, find somebody that um, that you can pick their brain and see if maybe they're the right person for you. Appreciate that. Are there are there common areas that 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 people are missing that business owners and, and executives are missing from a planning standpoint? You say, I really wish people would pay closer attention to this or do more of that. Absolutely. I think one of the big, big ones is um, taxes. And that's, this is part of what takes me back to my corporate, um, my corporate uh, days, right? In strategy consulting, because as a financial expert, taxes shouldn't necessarily be on my radar, right? You're a finance person, just handle the money and everything else, right? Or how do we invest the money? How do we go about doing something so that the money works harder for us? But the reality is that we first have to figure out where is it that we have leakages and especially for business owners, but not only, I would encourage individuals, especially high net worth, um, high income earners, um, there are W2, they have to really take a step back to understand what's happening with their taxes. And the reason I say that is not, is not to scare anyone, but I know how it feels to be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes and not really get any relief because it just comes out of your out of your paycheck, right? You don't, you really, it's perceived as we don't have any control. But what if you did? What if you're making two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in your corporate job? Or um, we work with a lot of doctors, we work with a lot of engineers, we work with a lot of um, high-paid professionals. What if you could change things around in such a way where you can actually not pay so much in taxes. Legitimately, we're not talking about tax evasion. We're talking about just paying what it is that we need to be paying up to the legal minimum, right? But too many individuals, number one, don't know about it. Number two, don't ask questions because they don't even think that it's possible. And number three, when we're dealing on the tax side, the tax industry as a whole is not necessarily focused on tax planning or asking the tough questions. They're focused on really filing for the taxes. So then if we, the answer is, the question then is, okay, well, what, what are we missing? Well, how can we change our tax status? How can we go about figuring out ways to stop leaving so much money on the table to taxes? And when we ask those questions, we start identifying the need to perhaps have somebody, yet somebody else on the, uh, speaking on our team, right? On our financial team. But then the question is, who is that person? And that's a lot of what we do with our clients simply because when we started asking those questions, we realized that not any one person 
will handle everything. And so our area of expertise is bringing our financial, our clients' financial teams to talk to each other to make sure that when it comes to taxes, as an example that we're talking about, that we're not leaving taxes on the table. We're not leaving money to taxes. We're pulling that back because that's money that we worked hard for. So that's one of the big, big areas where I see um, it's a huge need, again, not just for business owners, but high net worth individuals as well and or high income earners. Talk about a black box, right? If I have a team of advisors, but none of them have any idea what the others are doing, then it, does, it need not be, but we've created our own black box. We have. And, and, you know, George, a lot of people have asked me over the years, you know, wh- why do you think that is? Why don't these people, because they should be talking. Yes, they should be. But let's also think about um, you know, for our listeners, think about your own, own area of expertise. You do what you do best and that's what you do, right? For a job, for a business, et cetera. Those individuals do the same thing. So it's not, we won't blame the individuals. Let's blame the industries because the industries, they're not, nobody's compensated to be t- making sure that everybody else is talking about whatever the other person is doing, right? Let's think about um, for example, how we set money aside from an investment perspective. There are so many traditional and non-traditional ways to invest money. Well, what's the right answer? For example, when it comes to taxes, right? We can just invest money and, and expect some sort of a rate of return and whatever the choice of investments is. But again, the question then becomes, how is that impacting taxes? Those conversations, especially for individuals that do have quite a bit of money saved up or are looking to get into different types of investment classes and asset classes and all of that, it, they have to start asking the question of, okay, if if my taxes and my investments aren't coordinated, what's missing? What's missing? Where are we leaving money on the table today? But it's also for the future. So it's it's a kind of a balance. And we're, we just talked about two, two things, right? How do we put the money to work for ourselves? And earlier we talked about taxes. Most people do not ever really bridge the gap between the two. And that's where my unique skill set comes into play because in my history, I've been forced and I've been in so many situations with bridging the gap even between different functional areas within companies. Think about the front office sales organization for a large company. Think about one of the bigger banks in the world and their back office, which is their finance function. How do they work? It's the same thing when we're talking about the financial team. Um, it's really making sure that we bridge that gap. And it's not as easy as it sounds, unfortunately. No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Well, Eunicia, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, my difference-making tip is um, it's really going back to if you don't, if you already have a financial team, ask yourself the question, how are they talking? How often are they talking together to make a difference to your bottom line? And if they're not talking, you probably have a world of mess on your hands. It's not, I'm not telling you that to be scared, to scare you. I'm telling you that as an encouragement that it's time to start asking some of those questions. If you don't have a financial team on your side and if you're thinking, well, I I don't make enough money or maybe I'm not at the point where I should have a financial team. What I would tell you is I would encourage you to think again because your tax preparer, even if you just use a tax preparer, is someone that, has huge influence over what can or should happen when it comes to how you think about retirement planning, but that's not in their wheelhouse. And the person that's helping you with your retirement planning is not thinking about taxes. And so 
at a minimum, if we were to just look at something as simple as that, you still do need a financial team and you need those people talking. So that's, that's my, uh, my tip for our listeners for today. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets to come up. Denicia, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you? George, thank you so much for having me. Uh, for individuals that want to engage with us and learn more, uh, you can find us on social media. I'm sure, George, you're going to put some of those handles in uh, in the description. Um, and also, you can uh, follow us on our website, www.empoweredfinancialplanner.com. And for those of you that want a little bit more information about what are some of the pitfalls that perhaps um, you could be avoiding in order to make sure that you maximize money when it comes to your retirement planning and your long-term financial planning, you can go to empoweredfinancialplanner.com forward slash pitfalls and get your your checklist to the five biggest pitfalls you should be avoiding. Uh, Make sure when we do communicate, you let us know that you heard about it here on uh, George's podcast on the Lifeblood podcast. Uh, because I would love to be able to give George a, a big thank you for uh, for whoever you are that might be reaching out. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show you need to your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow them on social media. Uh, go to empoweredfinancialplanner.com and then check out the free resource uh, of the five pitfalls to avoid at empoweredfinancialplanner.com slash pitfalls. Thanks again, Eunicia. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.